you're on the air. Hello. Hello. How are you? I'm very good. How are you? Good. How can I help you? I just wanted to call and say thank you. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Uh, this is John Edward calling. I'm so humbled that you invited me on your show. Thank you so much, and good luck. Thank you. you you're the best. All because right. that's, you are All so right. right. You're right on the tee. You have not said nothing that I don't know anything about. Your colors are fantastic. That's wonderful. You know, I feel a lot more comfortable. I felt good tuning in. Uh, I just got good energy when the reminder of the show came across my profile. And uh, the fellow hosting it has had really great guests and good energy. And, you know, it it, it feels really good. Uh, May everybody's heart's desires uh, be divinely blessed. Good. Good. Thank you. I want to thank you so much for giving me a chance to be on your show. I really enjoyed it. Uh, thank you so much, Tori, for joining me. Oh, it was a pleasure. We could have done two hours, Michael, you know. <laughs> One more. One okay. More. Please, don't be me. It is you, dear, 727. Oh my God! I was, I was talking to anybody. <laughs> you were talking to Michael. Oh I my was God! Good evening, everybody. It is. Oh, what is today's date? It's just been one of those weekends. I'm telling you. Uh, it's Monday, July twenty third, two thousand and twelve. You're listening to Be the Light Now Radio, and I'm your host, Reverend Michael. Hopefully everyone has had themselves a wonderful weekend. Uh, it's been strange, been interesting. Uh, I'll be so glad when it actually lets up raining a little bit here in Florida and it can spread to other parts of the country. It's like had all this rain the past couple of days and the lake rose up and is actually uh, up, basically up to um, our wooden deck we have in the back. And 
where we were at before was like six inches of um, standing water all over the place, so I would have had to park a good 80 feet or so away and then walk through the water. It's like, and I'm not very keen on doing that, especially with snakes and fire ants and all that floating around. So I'd be just happy when, you know, nature goes ahead and shifts some of the water other places because um, I think Florida right now has had its fair share of it. Um, so we also still have to send out prayers and um, healing energies to everyone over in Colorado, who uh, the victims uh, and, as well as the survivors. And also, in a strange little way, to the man who did all this, because if you saw him on the news today, he looks just, I mean, even the news is talking about it. He looks so out of it. Um, so it's like he, he either didn't understand what's going on or, um, you know, it's all sinking in uh, that what he did was so wrong. Um, and even though he planned this for months, uh, you know, it could be that, you know, he snapped a few months ago, too. Uh, but either way, you know, we need to send out some uh, healing for him as well for whatever made him to go ahead and do this. Um, so those people in Colorado have a long way to go uh, to do a lot of healing. So we need to keep them in our daily thoughts and prayers that uh, they can manage to uh, to make it through this and to keep moving forward with their lives. So we have ourselves a phenomenal guest with us. Here she is. Okay. My switchboard's hopefully going to be acting okay tonight. You've seen her all over, I'm sure all over the place. TV, radio, newspaper, especially if you're in the L.A. area. All over the place. Phenomenal um, psychic. Help me welcome to the show, Mystic Amara. Hello, Amara. Hello, Michael. Good evening. How are you tonight? Not bad. How are you this evening? All right. I'll take some of that water that you've got an excess of, as you were talking about earlier. We, we've we had too much drought the last 10 years in Colorado here, and uh, we sure would love a little extra water. Oh, well, you all can get it, because um, I stopped after we had Tropical Storm Debbie down here. Uh-huh. Uh, I measured over 12 inches of rain in like two days. Wow. And uh, our lake finally, because I live on a lake now, and it finally went down. I mean, it, it went over its banks. And, um, you know, it was a good maybe three, four feet from the banks and all, but um, and it just finally went down uh, down a bit. And the last couple of days, we've just had so much rain again that it brought it up and um, made it even worse than when the tropical storm was here. We um we have creeks that have completely dried up in the last ten years, and we have rivers that are low and reservoirs that are low, and and of course we're sending all of our water to Las Vegas so they can have water fountains every fifteen minutes for a nice little show, yeah. but um in L A and Phoenix that's from the Colorado River, but there are some real issues with the Colorado River and thanks to the drought, and I know there's a lot of states in drought right now, but it's it's been ongoing. Everybody's experiencing extremes, Yeah. you know, extremes of whatever, but it's an extreme for their area, their location, and an anomaly. Yeah, it's been really strange. I mean, even so that um, it's, what, 40-something states are in drought conditions, and even included Florida, and I'm like, you've got to be kidding. Really? With all this rain we've had, it's like, uh, I 
think our drought is over. Uh, you know, but I guess there, you know, there may be some areas where you know they haven't gotten um, you know a lot of rain as well, and uh, you know, and being so close to the lake that I'm at, you know, my plants are just drowning because all of a sudden the following day it'll be like you know mid to upper 90s, so it they're boiling. Yeah, they go through the extremes, and and neither is neither is good. Well, that's yep. the, that's life, isn't it? Well, when yeah. any of us or anything goes through an extreme swing, it's not good. And and humanity is a perfect example for that. We saw that in Colorado this Friday, and you sent out prayers for that. Um, anytime we get out of balance um, within ourselves individually, and then when we do that collectively as a society. Um, we we uh, we tend to go a little haywire, and we tend to have consequences to pay. And it's a constant reminder to us that centering ourselves and staying in balance, or trying to achieve or find balance, is the goal. Yeah, and that's what we definitely have to try to do. And I think we've um, we've just instead of learning to live with nature, we've tried to control it. Right. And right. you know that's that's the worst thing that we that we can do. So. Well, and we we saw that, or I, we see that, it's controversial here, about the forest fires. And in trying to control the forest, we actually end up creating more of a problem and more danger when the fires get out of control that are supposedly controlled burns or that we haven't properly managed the forest. And uh, it ends up being even greater catastrophe um, down the road. So you're absolutely right. When man interferes with nature man will pay the price. Unfortunately, so do the animals and so does the rest of the planet. Um, but one of these days, I have faith we will eventually learn. Uh, I hope so. I have to definitely hope that we can uh, learn our lessons from all this. You know, somebody said something to me the other day about uh, Friday. I was actually on a, a show Friday and was asked about it and and they said, how come it keeps happening? And I said, well, I haven't seen us learn in 20 years. We don't learn from our mistakes. We don't learn from where society has gone awry. We don't learn from the experiences we have. We we seem to come together momentarily after them, but we don't really change the way we move through life. And so if you don't learn the lesson, you get to go back to the same classroom over and over again until you do learn the classroom and can move on. And we're we're a stubborn breed, we humans. We don't learn easily, um, and we seem to have created a pattern or a false belief that we must learn through hardship. And uh, the wake-up calls, whether it's individual health diagnoses, um, a societal atrocity such as happened in Aurora, um, climate um, changes and, and natural disasters, we just don't learn, and so we have to repeat the same lesson until we get it. And some people learn once, some people it takes ten times. <laughs> so, And we're like that as individuals, you know, which is hopefully I can help People learn tonight and the questions they call and ask, but I see clients that they get it instantly and you can see the magic in their eyes and in their soul and in their aura and it shifts and, and you know they've gotten the lesson and they know you know they're not going to walk down that same path again and you know their life is going to be easier. 
And then there are others where it's like hitting your head against a brick wall and you keep trying to work with them over time and without judgment that everybody has their own time frame for learning. And some people aren't even ready to hear the lessons um, at, at the time, you know, that they may have had an experience. So we all have our own timeline, but we will we must remember that we will keep receiving the same experiences until we learn the lesson and move on to another level of being. Yeah, and unfortunately, so many people just don't, uh, they're not observant enough to learn the lessons. No. Uh, I like to say that 95% of humanity is walking wallpaper. And, um, you know, so it's up to everybody else who is awake to help keep that energy up and keep that energy alive and, and spread the light. And you never know by the smallest of acts, the smallest of words, the smallest of uh, moments of kindness that you exhibit to someone else, or even just sharing of information, um, how you might help another person and how that might ripple outward. And in doing so, perhaps you turn a key of opening in that person's heart or that person's mind. So we just have to keep Keep at it. Keep trying, and hopefully more and more people will awaken because that's the only way toward peace is if every individual is awakened and conscious, then the collective, the society, the countries, the world becomes peaceful. So have you noticed the same thing happening with, uh, in business? In terms of learning lessons the hard way? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You know, um, going back to uh, the financial industry, the banking industry, Enron, um, the stock companies, uh, it's quite interesting to see that um, many people did not and are still not learning their lessons, and so we're seeing another wave of disclosures of of cheating and lying. Um, but there are... My job and what I do in consulting for businesses is to help them have a more conscious bottom line. Often people will come to me just to specifically get advice for forecasting or help with negotiating or personnel management or marketing or business development. But what they soon realize in working with me is that hopefully I show them how they can make the right decisions for a profitable, successful company, business, product, or service and do it with integrity and do it without selling their soul to the devil. And that's that for me is the objective. And those people that do that, they do thrive. They do succeed. Because in the long run, a conscious bottom line, when you make your money ethically, when you serve the world in integrity, when you treat people with humanity and respect, you will thrive and you will prosper. And those who don't do those things, or even worse, offensively are in the negative with hurting people, things, places, whatever, um, you, you find out that there is a comeuppance in the end. You know, there's a price to pay. There's something that occurs. Or they just continue to struggle, you know, because they're constantly in high turnover with employees. They're constantly getting bad publicity. So I think that when you look at, you know, you know, <laughs> Presidential candidate um, Mitt Romney got accused and lambasted for saying corporations are people too. Well, what's funny is I don't think he meant it as a human being, 
but the the legal the legal world does treat a corporation as an independent as an individual and um ironically energetically they are like people you know if they operate consciously they get rewarded consciously if they operate unconsciously they pay the price yeah it is so true no matter what kind of uh, corporation it is they are treated as uh, uh as being an individual yeah yeah exactly uh, in legal terms um, and, and we see it. We see those companies that are doing well, and we see those companies that are failing. But a lot of the companies that are failing or have had trouble the last six years are companies that have engaged in questionable practices, who should have never been doing what they were doing, or who were cheating, or who won't, weren't treating people with respect. Um, so I, I think that karma is karma. And whether it is the entity of a corporation as a single body or the entity of an individual human being as a single body, you know, you, you can't hide behind any kind of structure and think that you're invisible from the, the universal laws or that you can make believe that, that doing the wrong thing will pay. In the long run, it will not. Sometimes it feels like it pays. Sometimes it feels like the bad guy gets away with with cheating, sometimes it feels like the unscrupulous tenant uh, can steal your money. But in the long run, you cannot, as my mother always used to say and still says, two wrongs don't make a right. You don't give in and you don't play a dirty game just because others are. I don't know if I ever said this to you, but once um, Gene Roddenberry said to me, and as most people recognize the name as the founder and creator of the Star Trek series, and what a visionary he was. And he said to me, he said, when you get to where you're trying to get, when you get to the top of the ladder, don't do to others coming up behind you what was done to you. You know, and, and this was before, right? So he's, he's saying inevitably people will try to kick you off the rungs of the ladders you come up. Don't adopt their practices. Don't do what they did once you get to the top and perpetuate the bad pattern. Be different. You know, be in integrity. Don't don't forget where you came from and and why you why you tried to be wherever you were trying to be, and that's so true. Yeah, he was very uh, very intelligent man. Mhm. Intelligent and quite intuitive. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure he was too, and uh, especially with everything he's come up with. So. Yeah. yeah but yeah, it's uh, unfortunate that. So many people just um, don't have the vision to to understand that you know they just keep on going and and treating uh, people the way they they want to treat them, right? Instead and of giving like, everyone. Well, I've been treated badly, so I'm going to do the same. Yep. Or something yeah. bad happens to me, so I'm giving up. I'm losing faith, and I will you know just just uh, when in Rome do as the Romans did. Well, you know you can do that, but look what happened to Rome. It's called yep. Rome fell. Yeah, and, and I can see that, uh, you know, as being really hard. Um, you know, where I'm at, I've got, um, you know, supposedly, you know, spiritual people, they're just as backstabbing as ever, and which is, which is you know, sad to say uh, for some of them. You know, there's a lot of them out there that aren't, uh, but where I'm at, uh, it's, all, um, it's all about themselves uh-huh. and what is it for them. Uh-huh. And, you know, they'll, they'll put you down in a heartbeat. And I'll try to reflected. make themselves feel better. Yeah, that's reflected in the legal status of some situations in Florida, too. I, I, there's a very mean streak in Florida 
um, you know, the laws that were passed about practicing Reiki and other such things. But see, Florida is known for that. In the business industry, Florida is known because of its laws to be a den of some scams, may I say, um, boiler room, telemarketing, shysters who can can center themselves or base themselves in Florida and get away with it. So I, I think that there's a, a base energy there in the climate or culture that, that was already there. And then, as you say, um, you know, some of the worst offenders of ethics or hypocrisy are people behind the veil of new age spiritual healers and and I I you know I look at that and I feel very sad. It breaks my heart um to to see that because you know we're supposed to supposedly be cleaner, better, more evolved than others and yet it's one of the worst industries for hypocrisy. A lot of people get into it thinking, oh I'm gonna get rich. I'm gonna get rich you know, pretending to be whatever or whomever. And I've had personal experiences with that, uh, people trying to um, use my reputation and my name. And I have also um, witnessed that in the industry as a spokesperson and a speaker and just around me in in dealing with others. And um, it's sad because... The more you know, the harder you fall. So what they don't realize is especially when you're – it's one thing to make mistakes or to consciously do wrong when you're ignorant. It's quite another thing when you know better and when you certainly claim to be a teacher or more evolved or more ethical than someone else and then you cheat life scheme or are greedy and selfish. And, boy, you know, I, I certainly don't envy them because the – Ten times what they have visited upon others shall be visited back unto them. Yep. Yeah, it is but the same. But your heart for holding the light and not giving up and, and carrying the torch where you are and keeping keeping a center in that area of Florida to keep the light burning and, and to keep others from being discouraged and to keep others from, um, you know, falling prey to what is there. So bless your heart for having the fortitude to do that. Yeah, it, it's hard, too, because you do, you know, um, that's the challenges, like you were saying. You know, so many people give up. And there's been times where I'm like, okay, why am I bothering with this? Maybe I should just give up and, and, and be done with it. Um, but then all of a sudden, you know, people come in and they'll be like, oh, you're what we're looking for. Right. Or I'll get an email right. or I'll get a text message or, or a phone call. And, you know, reminding me that I am doing so much good for some uh, so many people. Yeah. Yeah, and that's like, why I stay doing what I'm doing, you know. Yep. Um, the same thing, you know, somebody tells you what difference they make in your life or how they save something or, um, you know, or, or how they were treated elsewhere. And you're like, gosh, you know. So I totally understand what you're saying. And, it, and it's the fuel that keeps you going. And I always thank people for feedback. I go, you know, your feedback is, is so important to me. They'll go, oh, I wasn't going to tell you. You probably hear this all the time, but. And it's like, no, no, I need to hear that because it's what keeps me going. It's what keeps me out there doing what I'm doing and not giving up because it is discouraging. And you see many, quote, rich and famous people who are charlatans. And you wonder, excuse me, how come the universe is rewarding that? And then you find out, you know what, their personal lives really aren't so cool. They're not really that happy, or they lose it all publicly, and then they try to come back. And 
it it is it, 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 it's painful to watch um, and it does get to that concept that I think humans have of natural envy and we have to be very careful of that we have to remember that we have our own unique individual paths we often don't know many people don't know what their true destiny is until they've lived it and you have to have faith you have to trust that as long as you walk in truth and in integrity that you will be guided, you will be protected, you will be taken care of, and um, you will be where you're supposed to be. And you can't look at the other person and say, well, gee, how come they have this or they don't have that? Or how come they cheated or they lied and, and, and they are getting rewarded? Because you don't know what's really going on behind closed doors in their personal lives. And uh, as I said, I, I, I wouldn't want to be someone who claims to be something they're not and fall. Because karmically, it's a very long fall. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I've got uh, just recently, uh, within the past month and a half or so, you know, I had uh, somebody come in uh, who was going, you know, down the road to another church. And, you know, it's like, you know, everyone's welcome. I don't care. You want to go to both places, that's fine by me, you know. Mm-hmm. Even though I heard that the other person would tell people, well, if you're going to go there, you need to stay there because you can't come here. And so I had someone come in, and I heard, you know, two days later, it's like, well, you know, they were coming in to spy on you and recording everything you were saying. And I'm like, that's their own thing that they have to deal with. Right. And, you know, just this past week, that one woman came back in again. She goes, I'm done going there. I said, well, that's what you said the last time, too. I said, but she was spying on <laughs> You were spying on me, weren't you? I said, uh-huh. and letting her know, you know, letting this person know what was going on over at my center, letting her know what I was doing and stuff. She's like, well... Yeah, in a way. I said, well, you either were or you weren't. And she goes, well, yeah, I kind of was. And she goes, but I'm I over. I kind of was. She's still yeah. not owning it. Yeah. So, you know, and she was like, it's like, but I'm I'm over it with, uh, you know, with that place out there. So that's what she said the last time. They're like, no, seriously, I'm done. It's like you treat people with respect and, um, you know, this other person doesn't. And, uh, you know, there was, she was like, you know, so many of us have left there. And even this past week, she goes, I know quite a few others who have left. She said, I'm telling them to come and see you. And, you know, it's just, you know, other people are like, well, you know, don't let them in if they're coming in to spy us. No, let them. I said, to me, that's almost like flattery. It's like, okay, what am I doing right? You're feeling that, you know, you have to go right. and let this person know, oh, well, he's doing this and he's doing that. I must be doing something right. Well, when we have nothing—that's right. When we have nothing to hide, you know, you know, that's that's the whole deal. And the sad thing when you talk about churches, the sad thing to me is, you know, religion has been used as a tool of division, um, to destroy and to separate. It was certainly never meant, and I don't believe the divine, the creator, or whatever your semantics are in this area, ever meant for division to be the result of of faith, of religion, of spirituality. And I, I think the key to us living in peace is acceptance of each other's belief system. Um, certainly not those that would harm a child or a person or repress or, or abuse anybody. But, you know, the basic fundamentals of each religion are all the same. Um, you know, tutti via condizioni a Roma is an Italian expression that said all roads lead to Rome. When you are a real truth seeker, you know, all, all. If if it's true, 
it really leads to you to the same place. So however you get there, whether you sail an ocean or climb a mountain or canoe down a river, you know, um, you're going to get to the same place if you are following truth and light, whatever way, name, or path you call it. And so we should be all coexisting with our differences, understanding that some people would rather take the ocean, some people would rather take the river, and some people would rather take the mountain. Um, but yet we all end up at the same place. And sadly, the politics of religion, um, politics have been used to make religion a kind of extremist, divisive tool to control people, to control societies, to control communities and countries and elections. And that's that's sad. And, it, and, and you see it like you're seeing it on an internal community, a small microcosm of that divisiveness is if mine is better than yours and I have to compete for my parishioners and my attendees so I have to spy on you. You know, if you're both speaking truth and you both have faith, it's ironic that a person running a church has no faith. You know, that person you're speaking of has no faith because if they had faith, they would trust that the people that need to hear what they have to say will come to them, you know, and, and, and the people they need to reach will be there. And there should be no feeling of threat. There should be no need to spy on someone else. Um, so I find that very ironic, that the, that the very thing they're preaching or selling, which is faith, is the very thing they don't have of in themselves. Yeah, and, and it is sad that they have to go ahead and do that. And uh, like I said, you know, I've heard, you know, and then that person said, oh, yeah, it's like if they, uh, she heard that they were coming over to see you for any reason, she told them not to come back to her church. And it's like, well, you know, I don't do that. Right. You know, people go right. where they need to go, just like, you know, on a radio show. People listen into the radio show when they need to listen in. Right. Well, it would be like me saying, oh, you're going to go to another psychic, or you've seen another psychic or another business consultant, you can't come back and see me. Why? You know, if I have confidence in what I have to say, and at any given moment I'm speaking to that person their truth, I should not feel threatened, nor should I tell someone they should be denied another mode of receiving information. I mean, I, I'm a I'm a I'm a truth seeker. I'm a I'm really into learning and experiencing and gaining knowledge that it might be transformed into wisdom. And I often encourage my students to study with me that it's not about any one path. It is about integrating and synthesizing everything you learn. You know, certainly culling out that which is not right for you, but part of being exposed to something that isn't right for you or is dishonest is part of the spiritual evolution and initiation of learning discernment. Those kinds of places that you're speaking of serve a great purpose. You know, I used to wonder, well, why are they here? Why are they allowed to exist? But they serve a great purpose, and that purpose is a lesson of discernment to those who would not yet know how to discern between light and dark, to those who are tempted to still, still take a dark path or a shortcut path and rather than really do the work and walk the talk. And, um, again, there is a price to pay um, if you fall prey to that because usually if you fall prey to that, it's because you yourself ultimately learn you, you, you were trying to take your own shortcut, and that doesn't work. So you attract what you reflect. And if you're a person who's looking to cheat, who has great envy, who is um, trying to take shortcuts where there shouldn't be, you will attract a teacher that reflects that and vice versa. So 
the purpose served is lessons learned, hopefully eventually, is a lesson in discernment to recognize the dark versus the light, to recognize truth versus ego. Well, we just hope that so many people can uh, uh, see through the darkness and find that light. There you go. There you go. Well, would you like to take a couple of calls and see who we can help? Absolutely. Okay. Let's go to Ann in Florida. Hello, Ann. Hi. Nice to hear you both. Uh, Hi, Ann. How are you, Amara? Do I have to ask you a question, or do you just... um, Prefer to just read. Yeah, well, in this format, where it's so short, we only have like a, a minute or two with each person, so okay. it's usually a little bit clearer if we just ask a question and and help you out in that way a little more efficiently. Okay, I've been working on uh, some things to get more money coming into my home uh, to help me out, and I'm wondering what you feel around this area. I see you're very versatile and talented. I do see you doing a few different things. It's like you're you're divvying your plate up. I almost feel that you've kind of stretched yourself a little bit thin, as if now you're almost competing with yourself to have enough energy to do everything. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Yeah. And it does seem like there needs to be a stepping back, and I see possibly some kind of partnership coming up for you, some kind of agreement, contract, partnership, um, uh, maybe even someone that wants you to do something for them that, uh, as an individual that makes it a little bit more lucrative for you to do less things or or to do all those things for one person versus trying to do all those things for everybody. Um, Something so in a business look, partnership. Yeah, yeah. So it looks like, yes, this is about making money in business. So it does look like you have to be careful that in your attempt to diversify, you haven't spread yourself too thin, and now you're aiming at five places and none of them really progress. Uh-huh. So you you say that the partnership would be the best bet then rather than the, There's going a partnership into- coming, and there seems to be a true new job, a true new direction for you. Is there any one thing you're thinking of starting or doing differently? Because it looks to me like the answer or solution is to just, I want to say this, just get a new job, just get a new partnership and stop doing 15 different things. So it looks like there is one thing out there that you could do that would solve your problem. Would that be in line of spiritual work? And doing spiritual work in Florida. Are you a healer? You feel like a healer to me. Well, I work on my animals. Uh, I don't yeah. know. It could be. Yeah. You feel like a healer to me. So in terms of spiritual work, I would follow the line of healing, a healing modality, a healing practice, because I think you're a natural healer. Okay. And, and so this- since you already work with animals, that might be something to expand into professionally, become a specialist in working with and healing animals, other people's animals. And and that could be since again, that's a natural natural place for you to start. It could be something. But you you are a natural healer and I do think that you could be professional at it. And this partnership, would that be in line of spiritual work or something different? Well, what I saw was that it it, it looks like some kind of agreement or partnership. It could be an association. It doesn't necessarily mean you own the same company 50-50, but it seems like an alignment. It could even be an employer with whom you reach an agreement, but it looks like aligning yourself with one person or one new job 
looks like it solves a lot of the scattered energy I see around you. So there would be something coming up because presently I don't know of it. Yeah, no, but I want you to look for it. See, we get information if we don't know about it. Well, I don't, like you said, I don't know what that would be, but we're getting information to have you open your eyes to that direction because you weren't looking in that direction. So I want you to think about if I were to do any one thing, what would it be? You know, maybe it's not such a bad idea for me to apply for one 40-hour-a-week job as opposed to me trying to do all these different things. You see what I'm saying? Well, right now, for anything on basically part-time to supplement income. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm looking in all directions trying to find yeah. something. Well, it, it, it does look tough where you are. It, yes, it, it looks is. like it's Great. very hard to find a job, and it looks like it's not going to happen quickly. I want you to look at some of the different skills and talents you have and seeing if any one of them can be developed into a focused career, job, you know, self-employment service, that can protect you from, you know, being at the whim and mercy of employers hiring and and not hiring. Right. Well, I've been racking my brain to narrow it down, so maybe maybe I just have to keep my eyes and ears open and and see what comes up. That's definitely a partnership you feel. The affirmation you should be working with, Anne, is um, I work in the perfect job for me. I do the perfect income earning work for me that would be something to affirm now not i hope for not i wish for not i want not please send me but now i work present tense the perfect job finds me now the perfect work finds me now you know those are alternatives to the same concept okay i'm writing that down as you speak yes great well, Let us know if we can help you, and if you would like to work with me privately on this, we can get into detail. You can give me a call at 303-575-1100, and I'm offering all of Michael's listeners 10% off any consultation, and in addition to that, I will donate 10% of any consultation to Michael's church. Well, that's very nice of you. Okay, well, thank you for your information, and I will keep alert for that partnership. Best wishes for you. Thank you, dear. You too. Bye-bye now. Bye, Ann. Thank you, Michael. And how can everyone get uh, get a hold of you for private one-on-one readings? Sure. 303-575-1100. That's a Denver area code. 303-575-1100. And you can also email me, imara, I-M-A-R-A, at thewisdomlight.com. That's imara at thewisdomlight.com, and you can read about me or you can hear interviews with me at thewisdomlight.com or toppsychic.com. Nice websites, too. Thank you. Let's go ahead and help out Carlos in California. Hello, Carlos. Hi, how are you? Doing great. How can we help you? Um, I would... Um, insight as to what you see coming up in my business or my business plans, really. Your business plans, did you say? Yeah. Okay. Carlos, then, do you, are you an entrepreneur, Carlos? Do you work for yourself? Um, yeah, I'm a massage therapist and I, I work for myself. Okay, because I, I feel like you're, you're an entrepreneur. You do your own thing. Um, and you said you're a physical therapist? I'm a massage therapist, so, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> okay. Um, Carlos's work. 
you know, Carlos, I think you have a lot of skills that are very, very desirable. I think you need to just keep keep at doing what you're doing. I think ultimately you will feel a greater sense of peace with your with your work. Um, it just seems to be for me more about getting more clients, more contracts, more associations, networking that you are um, hired, employed, known by others. But I see development here, and I see skills here. For some reason, I feel like you're worried and you're holding holding a lot of fear about your own success. And I don't feel that there's any logical reason for that. And remember, what we focus on is what we create. So if you're focused on a fear-generated a fear generated outcome, that is what will transpire or manifest. And I'm not right. seeing any reason for you to fear a bad outcome. I feel that if you continue to develop your business and you continue to do what you're doing, it will grow and it will build. And particularly in about two, three to eight weeks, there may be a new client or contract that could be very lucrative or association that could be very lucrative for you. So you need to stay on the on the right path and you need to um, – Keep working at it. Um, there are some new opportunities coming up for you this year. There does look like there are some dry spells in about 12 weeks and again in about five months. But other than that, I feel like this is a time of opportunity and trusting your instincts. Your, your resistance to following your own gut and your own intuition is what hurts you. Okay. That makes does that a lot make of sense? sense? Yeah, it makes total sense. Right. That's well, it. Good. Thank you well, so much for your <laughs> thank you so much for your insight. It was very you're helpful. You're quite welcome. Let us know how it turns out or let me know how it oh, turns yeah. out either way. <laughs> Definitely. Good night, Carlos. Good night, Michael, and thank you for your help. You're welcome. You're welcome. He's got such great potential there. Yeah. And I see that he has all the tools in his toolbox that he needs. You know, but I also see that, you know, it's a crunch, it's a beginning, and, and he's a little fearful, and that fear is actually causing blockage. I think he, he has reason to be confident in going out there and selling his skills and his services. So I think he can do well. Yeah, once you get, uh, that's another thing, you know, we're our own worst enemies, especially when we have mm -hmm. a business. Mm -hmm. um, because, and I'm looking now at my numbers, you know, as I, I see everything from the center. And I'm looking, and I'm like, Okay, I can see when, you know, sales are picking up, and then I had the self-doubt mm -hmm. and uh, and the worries and everything else and all, and all of a sudden sales dropped. Right. And right. since I started believing every time, you know, I'd get the self-doubt, I'm like, nope, go away. It's like, you know, picturing a big chalkboard and mm -hmm. taking an eraser and erasing it and then putting, putting positive thoughts saying, no, it's going to be great. It's going to be successful. I don't have to worry about it. You know, just let the self-doubt go away. Ignore it. And once I started doing that all the time, the numbers are increasing every month. Yeah, I believe that absolutely. So, you know what you what you focus on persists. You know, especially you know, being the summertime, everyone's going out doing things. But uh, you know, the same thing here. You know, the listener numbers are increasing. You know, all the time. Um, mm -hmm. And usually in the summertime, Teresa's like, "Well, how do the numbers usually go?" I said, "Summertime, it's usually quiet." Sure. Uh, but you know, we're we're remaining steady and, and improving. Yeah. And you know, but it's like we're our worst critics, our worst enemy. You know, we have those negative thoughts or those um, 
not necessarily negative, but uh, self-limiting thoughts. Well, and it goes back to what I said earlier about looking over the fence at your neighbor and how they're doing. You know, the minute we start comparing ourselves to others, well, we're supposed to be slow, it's the summer. Well, it's uh, we're supposed to be in a recession, we're supposed to be, you know, contracting. The minute we start comparing ourselves to others, we lose sight of our own dreams, goals, and destiny. You know, if you're doing what you're supposed to be doing, it will thrive. It will work. You will be taken care of. Yep. And it definitely works. And, uh, you know, and even uh, the volunteers are noticing that. They're like, whatever you're doing, it's like, you know, keep it up. Because, you know, they know <laughs> other people who have been in a business in the same area and then quit. Because they said they just, you know, for one thing or another, they just couldn't keep on going. Right. And they said, you know, summers were always really bad for retail. Mm-hmm. And it says, but your numbers are, you're, you know, you're constantly getting more and more people coming in. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, it's just that, you know, that positive thinking, like, it'll be fine. We'll have the money to pay the rent, not, you know, not to have to worry about it. And, you know, mm-hmm. more and more, more and more people come in and uh, it does help. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, let's, oh, speaking about, uh, you know, giving us hope and inspiration and all, let's see how we can do for hope over in the uh, D.C. area. Hello, Hope. Hello, how are you? Hi. Hi, Hope. Hi, so good to talk to you. Um, do you? I, go ahead. Oh, what were you going to say? No, I was just going to say, do you have a question for me as you about started to ask me your question? <laughs> um, yeah, I'm expecting to hear from a friend that I haven't heard from uh, in a little bit, and I'm just wondering when you think that will happen. This is a friend you've been separated from for some time, hasn't it? Yes. Yeah. There looks to me like there's been a bit of a parting of the ways. Um, I see you and this friend healing wounds and separations that have kind of pulled you apart. Um, I, I don't see it really being a stable relationship again, at least not for a while. I do see it coming back together, coming into some kind of a a neutral place, shall I say. Um but I, 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 I wouldn't I wouldn't put undue pressure and high expectations for the immediate term, an immediate call, the immediate response. I would understand that this is something that's going to need to rebuild itself and grow again into a friendship, Um, and I think it will. I think it will heal, as I said before. I think it will get better than where it's been. Um, But I would have patience, and I would have tolerance. Um, there seems to be a lot of uncertainty on both of your parts as to where this is going to go and if it's a good idea to even pursue it again. I think it is a good idea because in the end, I think you'll both be better for it and feel rewarded by the friendship, but it's going to take time to develop that. So I would not be impatient and I would not feel offended if you don't get the kind of responses you want and the time frames you you want, you know. I think that you know you definitely will heal for this per- here fr- from this person, and I think it will be soon. But um, I'm getting that right now. The lesson is for you to learn your lessons, for you to not to repeat past patterns 
of your own behavior in this or any other relationship and to trust that when the timing is right, you and this person will reconnect um, in friendship and in harmony and in better understanding for each other than you've had in the past. And what do you think those patterns are? What do I think of what? The patterns that you talk about? Well, I, I see patterns in you, in your relationships in general, of impatience. Um, I see patterns of trying to make things happen. That that would be what I would step away from. And that represents, both those things represent a lack of faith. Both those things represent that I don't believe that I will be supported. I don't believe or trust in the order of the universe. I don't believe that all things happen in due time for a reason. There may be a reason I can't get in touch with this person today, but maybe next week. And maybe if I force the issue today, it'll be a negative outcome. But if I wait a week and allow it to happen, it might be a positive outcome. So having faith is at the core root of needing to control outcomes, force outcomes, or being impatient, a lack, having a lack of faith. So finding within yourself that sense of trust, that, that sense that you won't be abandoned, that sense that all is in divine order, will give you what you need to move forward in this and any other relationship. Okay, that all resonates. And when, when, at what point do you think we'll be harmonious again? Do you think that would be <laughs> my <laughs> I'm laughing because, you go, know, that resonates. And then your next question is all about, but tell me when. I want to know now. And sometimes we're not given the specific date, time, or answer because that is the lesson, is the lesson is not knowing the date, the time. The lesson is trusting and learning faith that will happen when it's supposed to happen. And if I tell you it's going to happen at Wednesday at 7 p.m., what do you need faith for? So in your case, learning lesson and learning not to chomp at the bit and try to control the outcome is the very thing you need to do. So trusting, having faith, going within, affirming that all is in divine order, as it all unfolds as it should in this relationship, um, is exactly what you need to do rather than controlling the schedule. Okay. See, that's the point. That's the lesson here. And that's one of the reasons the timing is being stretched out on you because it's as if, Okay, when you let go of the, it's that old saying, when you chase happiness, it eludes you. When you sit quietly, the butterfly will come, happiness will come like a butterfly and sit quietly on your shoulder. The minute you let go of the need to have it happen, it happens in the phone ring. Does that make sense? Yes, I don't like it, but you're right. <laughs> I know, I, I know. I am, well, I we we don't most... like a lot of the times the timing that we're given in life or the the thing. But you're, yeah, exactly. You get it. You know, you're a very intelligent woman. I'm now what I want you to do is be more intuitive. What? Yeah. Well, but I here's the thing with my intuition. You know, I went to I have dreams about this person. Things show up about this person. I just feel his energy all the time, and it's kind of me. It's triggering my impatience because I feel yeah, he's right sure. there. That's understandable. Yeah, because you're you're connecting with them in your dream state, and see, that's all he's ready for right now. 
So when you say, well, when I hear from this person, you are hearing from this person, but you're hearing from them in a different plane, a non-explainable plane. You're feeling their energy thinking about you, but he's not ready. So if you force it before he's ready, you'll push him away. Okay. Can I ask another um, quick, I'm just worried about the semester, next semester. Do you think I'll be in school next semester, the college that starts with an S? So we'll, we'll hope be in college next semester. So when you say next semester, are you talking about the August-September semester? No, I'm talking about fall. Well, that would be fall semester. Most schools start August or September. Oh, I thought you meant August through September. I didn't know what you were talking about. Yes, starting in September. Okay. So we'll hope be in school fall semester 2012. I think so. It looks like it to me. So you've got to re-examine some things to make that happen, though. Is that a budget that we need to re-examine and tighten up on? Um, I've been. Um, I'm involved. I had this wonderful thing happen where uh, uh, I had. A, I sold a television show, and we're in production, and mm-hmm. uh, I'm just worried about the timing. Like, will I be able to juggle both? Will Hope be able to juggle her television show and attending school? Yes, you can. Um, You have it within you to do it. Right now, as with Carlos, your fear that I might ruin one or the other, I think, is your biggest obstacle. But fear is an illusion. It's not reality. So you can make it happen. And the budgeting I think I'm talking about, the rearranging is your time, your priorities. Well, how do you spend your days and what, what do you spend them on? So becoming well, there's very also efficient. money issue, but yeah, I'm sure. Right, right. But, I mean, it's also about time, energy, money. It's also about arranging priorities. I think it can be done. Um, I think it can be done. But but that's, it feels to me like it's more up to you than outside circumstances. Okay. All right. Hang in there, Hope. Great. Thank you. Thank you. Good Thank night. Thank you, Hope. Thanks Good for night. listening. Let's go to Eric in Virginia. Hello, Eric. Hello. How can we help you? Uh, yes, yes, Michael. Um, Amira, I am. Um, I've been working about almost a year now on trying to get a business off the ground. And when do you think I'm going to see results from it? It is a um, comic strip animation business, character-based. Character-based comic strip animation business. Okay, so you offer your services to those who would wish no, to animate? No, actually, this is this is kind of like a, we'll say like more like a Disney thing. I want to have a, a product out there, and I'm ho- hoping somebody will see it and help me move it to the next uh, level. Okay. So this is less a business than it is your your artistic creative project that you need uh, to get published It's a combination. It's a combination okay. of both, yeah. All right. And your first name again was? Eric. Eric, 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 Eric. Eric's pet project. Eric's pet project. Okay. Wow, okay. We need a little help here. 
we need people. We're missing we're missing key players. We're needing we're needing connections. I, I need right. network and that's what we're missing. You've got a project but you don't have the network of support to get it in play. You don't have the agents, publishers, producers, whatever. Um so getting connected, getting represented seems to me a big deal here. You're going to have to focus your energy now on those connections, on getting um getting um letting people know you exist and your project exists and getting it in the hands of people who would be interested and who would back you. Um that's what's key and I don't see anybody around you right now that really no. has the power to do that. Correct. Correct. So that but means- I, I I I am planning to do uh a animation promotion project for YouTube. I'm working on that right good. now. Good. Excellent. I was going to suggest and that's going to be a you know it, it will get out there and hopefully we'll get some views but then obviously I'll try to cross promote it on 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 like other sites but the main thing is I need to get this I need to get this animation out even if it's just a short you know absolutely snippet. absolutely and YouTube is the new you know the new agent you know yeah, the new marketing. Manila envelope we used to mail things in a Manila envelope to a hundred agents and hopefully one of them would get it. Now they hire people to sit all day and do nothing but look at YouTube to find the new talent. Um, you're absolutely right. That's what you need to do. Until you do that, you're kind of dead in the water, frankly. Right. So you do need that exposure. Once you get that exposure, um, will Eric get the response he wants? Um, I feel like it's going to take more than one, more than just one YouTube presence, so maybe there's a couple alternative snippets or trailers, sure. as we would call it. Um, and and then directing people to those um, and getting everybody you know to go in and like it, comment about it, because mm-hmm. the more activity on that, um, you know, the more the more people are going to pay attention. Um, so I think, yes, that holds a lot of promise and a lot of potential. And once that's done, now we start to see some peace of mind within you and some movement. But until that's done, it, it, mm-hmm. it's kind of, you know... Right. Right. It's yeah. for right now. It's kind of frustrating because it's it's a very slow, uh, whatever tedious tedious process. Uh, but but it is moving forward. Um, <laughs> but but it's but it's crawling. <laughs> well, let Michael and I know when you're up on YouTube. We can uh, like it. <laughs> I I certainly will. Thank you so you much. Know. I appreciate. Yeah. It. Let us know what's the name of the project. You want to share that with anybody yet? Well. Um, Maybe I'll wait till the marketing of it to, okay. uh, because I'm not 100% ready with it. Though I have uh, the strip partially out on the internet, it's not promoted, but it is out there. <laughs> okay. Well, I think you need to get you need to get you know the media in place to get it publicized, to have a vehicle to publicize, and once you do that, I think you're off and running. But my yeah my 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 goal is to get this this um, animation short up in hopefully two months from okay, now. Okay, good. You so, need to so that's sooner the better. I think there's a lot of potential here, Eric. Wonderful, wonderful. Thank you very much, and I certainly will you know let you know when the things uh things are up. <laughs> Great, wonderful. Take the care now. Creative juice is flowing. Bye bye. Thank you. Thank you, Michael. Bye-bye. You're welcome. Bye-bye.
it's always good, especially too when you get those emails or those uh, phone calls where it's like, you know, you're right, and you know it worked out great, and you know it was a success, and it's like, well, good. That's you know that's what we're you know, or you know, I even like the ones too where you tell them it's like, nah, it's not really a good thing for you to do, and then they call up and they're like, oh, you were so right. It's like this person I was going to get involved in to do this, yeah. like you know they got into trouble and they lost everything, and I would have lost it, and yeah. So whether it's a good thing or a bad thing. You know, it's always good when you hear back from them. It's, it's uh, always the a feedback. good thing because you know, you know, our job is not to tell people what they want to hear. Our job is to tell people the truth. You know, and yeah. and how many times do people come and say, "But I want this outcome," and you're going, "Sorry." Yeah. <laughs> and um, and I've had many people career-wise say to me, "But but I want to be a star," and I'm like, "Have you considered being behind the camera?" Or I want to make it in TV, and I go, Nah, you're going to make it in literature. And then they do make it in literature, and they get millions in their literature. They become famous in their literature, but they they had to be willing to change direction. Or, um, you know, they're they're going down one path, and you kind of help redirect them and guide them to another. And they're not happy initially until they become very successful and prosperous, following the path that was their true path. So. If we can get out of our own way and really listen, you know, there's always something in the message that they kind of acknowledge at the end. Well, you know, I did have an idea for that. And you're going, see, I told you, you knew it all along. You were just resisting. So yep. it, that, that's it. We just need to get out of our own way. And and, and our lack of faith in ourselves, I, I was just talking to a young woman who was hired to do something, and you know, she said, well, I'm not professional. I don't know how to do this. And yet she was hired because she had a good eye and had done something that was better than most professionals. And yet her own lack of faith in herself, thinking I can't possibly be as good as a professional out there, kind of kept her, put her at risk for actually almost losing the gig because she procrastinated. When in actuality, what she produced and what she produces is as good or better than any professional out there. So if we get out of our own way and we get out of our own self-deceptive, non-flattering lack of faith in ourselves, it's amazing what opens up and what resources fall in our lap. Yeah, I put it out there, too. It's like, yeah, I want to be famous. I want to be on TV, you know. It's like I just put it out there. It's like, bring it on. Whatever whatever it's meant to be, I'm ready. (laughs) So let's go ahead. We'll take another call here. Go ahead and uh, bring on area code 440. You're on the air. Hi, Michael. This is Tony. How are you? Doing great, Tony. How can we help you tonight? Hi, um, hi, Amara. Um, I wanted to hi. find out um, uh, about the resume. I sent out two resumes to uh, uh, two companies. Uh, one I'm familiar with, one I don't even know. So um, okay. just wanted to see uh, what kind of job prospects I have uh coming up because I'm unemployed. <laughs> okay, so Company A, is Company A um, either a company you want to mention by name or just an industry you sure. want to give it's, me? Um, I'm familiar with, uh, I don't know the guy personally, but Geyer Precision Machining. Uh, I've worked with uh, his former uh, <laughs> associates, partner, associates, uh, for some Gaia good and bad. Precision Machinery, Tony's Prospects. You know, I actually like that one. Boy, I would definitely follow up with that one. I'd be, like, on the phone and 48 hours after they get it, following up, saying, I sent your resume. I'd like to, you know, 
speak with you, follow up. Um, I like the prospects for that a lot. That looks very strong, very favorable, very positive. Could be the beginning of a whole new happy ending for you. That's how I feel too. But uh, see, I applied to. It was kind of strange. The, the day I found out wait, that. Wait, my, wait, wait, whoa, wait, stop, stop. Do you hear what you just did? No. Okay. So, you sent out a resume. I like it. I'm getting all sorts of good response. I'm seeing this could have a real happy outcome. Your first thing is, yeah, that's what I thought too. And then you put a capital B, capital U, capital T. But my past experience, complicated, blah, 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 which are blah, 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 so at least we believe, blah, blah, blah. You hear what I, you, you, you like negated the positive energy that's like saying this has a lot of potential. Forget about what happened in the past. Forget about it. Forget about what happened in the past. Forget about but this happened or I had an interview or I put something else out there. I communicated with somebody. Focus on, wow, I have a good feeling about this. She has a good feeling with this. A bunch of people think she's really good at what she does. So maybe I ought to have a little faith that this is going to be a different outcome than my last interaction with them. No, I haven't had an interaction with them. What I was going to say is that uh, uh, <laughs> I actually uh, found the uh, posting on Monster like within a half an hour of them putting it up uh, mm-hmm. the same day that I found out that my temporary assignment was ending. So okay. it kind of um, it felt good in but that. That's good, and that's like kind of divine order. But don't put a but at the end of your sentence when we say something's good's going to happen, but. Okay. No, the only put a butt in there. It just said on the uh, posting, no phone calls, and I so want to call them, but I, I just applied twice within uh, a week, so. Uh, I think Wait, I'm gonna... you say you okay? So you applied twice, and they said no phone calls, and you know, don't call us, we'll call you. So all right, so don't send a phone call. So you sent her, sent you sent in your resume, you sent in the application. Now you're going to send a mail, a handwritten note, the old-fashioned way, and you're going to say. Just following up on my online submitted application and note, really feel we're a good match for each other, looking forward to answering any questions that you have, blah, blah, blah. Okay. That's yeah, it. that sounds good. That's it. That sounds good. So you haven't violated the, oh, don't call us, but at the same time, you're very professional. You set yourself apart. You stand yourself out, and you let them know, I'm seriously interested here. Gotcha. Okay. You know? And you see, if, especially uh, in today's world where nobody does anything personally by hand anymore. Right, right. But this looks very good. What's Company B? I have no idea. It's just a blank, uh, you know, company on Monster. Okay. Didn't, didn't give it a. Is this in the machine, machining industry, or is this the same industry yes. or different? Okay. Um, so Company B that Tony applied to on Monster, uh, anonymous Company B that Tony applied to. Um, this one looks like a whole different energy. It looks like there's some positives here. looks like there's possibilities of a new beginning. But it looks also like it's very different than what you've done before. It looks like it may demand new training or it may be having you do something you haven't done before. Um, but it also has possibilities. So what I do like about both of, of your que- what I do like about your question, Tony, is both of them feel positive to me. Both of them feel like there's potential here. One's stronger than the other, but they still feel positive. 
Okay. Okay. Now, here's a question. Uh, let me just see something here. Tony, Tony, where are you based now? Uh, Cleveland, Ohio. Cleveland, Cleveland. Tony in Cleveland. Tony's job prospects. Tony of Cleveland, you have everything you need to succeed, despite, you know, the whole hiring thing that's going on. It feels to me like you have an attractive resume. Um, it feels to me like you have skill that somebody wants or that people want. Um, so that's a good thing. And when I look at the flow of time for you, what I get is that um, there may be an offer coming in as little as three to eight weeks. Um, so you have a window here of opportunity that could manifest itself within three to eight weeks. So this is not the time to sit back and take a break. This is the time to go 110% full speed ahead, all those kinds of you know examples on submitting applications, uh, resumes, uh, getting your your networks connected and, and talking to each other about possibly connecting you with somebody they know because you have this wonderful, magnificent window the next three to eight weeks for success, victory, and generosity to be offered to you. So that all is perfect for trying to get a job offer, a good one. Cool, cool. Yeah. Thank you. So let's take um, advantage of that window. Great. Okay. So let us um, know how it goes, Tony. Will do, absolutely. See you on Facebook. Thank you much. You're welcome. Take have care. a great night. Bye-bye. Bye. And uh, how can everyone get a hold of you again for one-on-one uh, -on -one readings? I can be called at 303-575-1100. I'm hard to reach directly by phone, but I will call you back within eight business hours. So please do call me, 303-575-1100. Or you can check out my website, toppsychic.com, toppsychic.com. And my email is imara, I-M-A-R-A, at thewisdomlight.com. Cool. Uh, do you want to take a short little break, or do you want to take some more calls? Uh, sure, it's up to you. I'm good. Okay, if you're good, we'll go ahead and take some more calls, because we have quite a few uh, in the queue wanting to talk with you tonight. Okay. Hello, Lana. You're on the air. Hi. Hi, Michael. Hi. Amara. Hi, Yolanda. Lana. 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 Okay, I'm sorry. Lana. Yeah, that's Okay. Um, I have a I have a question. Um, I have uh, developed a friendship with a man over the past, I don't know, seven months or so, and we've become uh, good friends. Uh, I'm very much attracted to him, and I, I believe he's attracted to me. Uh, it's platonic right now, and I, my question is. Is do you see anything developing here, or um, yeah, I see the mutual see? attraction, and I see the the kind of uh, dabbling with romance concept here. I don't see this as going anywhere. I I don't no, feel huh? that it will manifest as something that's really going to live up to any any thoughts or fantasies of where it could go. I, I do feel that the thoughts of romance are mutual but I don't mm -hmm. think it's going to go anywhere. I, I, I think that if it does go somewhere, it will be short-lived as a short-lived affair, um, and I think you're looking for something more long-term. Um, yes, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I, I, 
you know, when I look at the karma between the two of you, um, Lana and this man with whom she's become friends, um, I, I definitely see it as romantic but not lifelong. So I would take it one day at a time. I'd allow it to develop, you know, see where you feel comfortable taking it. And, you know, before you do move to any next steps, I would make sure you're in, he's in alignment with your goals and you're in alignment with his in terms of what you both expect out of any romantic relationship. Mhm. I see. Uh I um I I agree with you. Um I um you know, I think it's holding me back from a relationship that maybe uh is out there that I'm looking for. And that's that, you know, that that's always important to remember. Sometimes we we rely on or we take cover in um something that we know isn't really going anywhere because we have nothing else at the moment. The problem is we never will have anything else at the moment as long as we're entangled with someone else's auric energy, even if we know it's not going anywhere. So especially since you have romantic attraction to this person, um, your energy is clouded or your aura is crowded. And you're thinking of this person, you're connected to this person, and even if you suspect he may not be ready to make any kind of commitment that you're interested in, um, that it would be short-term, you have to ask yourself, so why am I hanging on to it? Just because there's nothing there? We get back to that question of faith, that, well, it represents that I don't have faith that the universe will provide me love or that there will be another relationship out there for me. And the right and healthy relationship, especially the kind you're looking for, Lana, which is long-term commitment, is only going to want a fully available woman. So you, your aura needs to be clean and whole and all the ghosts of your past and present need to be out of your aura before you're going to attract Mr. Right. How do I divorce myself from this person? Because I I do, I am very much, uh, I, I, I'm pretty fussy. I don't really like many people. Mm-hmm. And uh, I find and, myself thinking about And you like this person, but you're, you acknowledge and you know what I've already told you. With You already mm-hmm. suspected this person is not a long-term beloved husband, life partner. So mm-hmm. one of the ways you can divorce yourself is kind of get that acknowledged, is to say, you know, I'm looking in life for a partner, a relationship, a life beloved, a marriage. You know, what are you looking for in life? And see Talk what he says. yeah. All right. And when you mm-hmm. get the acknowledgement that acknowledges you're both looking for something different, that's then when you go, well, so what am I doing pursuing this? Exactly. Okay. I see. Yep. <laughs> I got it. Yeah. Thank you. You're All right. welcome. All you're right. welcome, dear. Have a great night. Thank you. Bye-bye. Oh, the infamous romance. Yeah. Well, you know, it could be a great fling in the hay, but if you're done with flings in the hay and you're looking for something more meaningful, you know, that, that's that's where you get tripped up. Oh, but I feel this chemistry. I feel attraction. I'm not normally attracted to, to, to many people. Well, that's great, but you need to feel attraction and you need to be in alignment with the kind of relationship that that person wants. Because if you're not, you'll feel pain after yeah. the attraction because, you know, he may be looking for a weekend in Vegas and you're looking for, you know, a wedding and an, and an arch of roses 
for the next 40 years. And so it doesn't matter how, how – I mean, physical attraction is a dime a dozen. You know, that's oh, yeah. bait. You know, we, there's a lot of things you can be attracted to. It's It's finding the other stuff to go with it. Yeah. Although I do know somebody in the chat room who would be like, uh, just give me the you know the one night physical attraction. I don't care. Give me something. And sometimes you you know you need that. Right, uh, and that's what I'm saying. If you're in alignment with what their goals are, that's great. Where we get into trouble is when people are mismatched. One person's looking for a fling, a roll in the hay. The other person is you know buying a wedding gown after the first date. You know that's where we get into trouble. And women are particularly bad about that. You know they go on a first date. The appetizer's been served. The entree hasn't even come to the table. The woman's already picking out her wedding gown and figuring what he would look like and what kind of a tux. She knows nothing about him. She doesn't know if he's worthy of her. She's not sure of what his objectives are. And she's already kind of hypothesizing, well, what would it be like to be as married to him would he, if he the one? And while she's thinking that, she's missing the whole present moment of developing a healthy relationship so he could be the one or so that she avoids running down the same path of red flags to get to hurt. Yeah. And that's why I tell everyone, you know, you know, put out there, even if you have to write it down on a piece of paper and then burn it or bury it, whatever, write down exactly what you're looking for in a relationship. Somebody who, you know, wants to get married or somebody who doesn't want to have, you know, long-term, I say, you know, be specific, write it down. Because if you just tell, you know, go ahead, it's like, oh, bring romance into my life and, you know, you're thinking, well, I want romance to go ahead and get married. Right, you know, so you don't say that. You say, well, yeah. romance. And so, like, Lana here, yeah, there's potential romance here, but I don't see him as a person interested in responsibility or commitment, and she's looking for commitment. So, you know, if you're looking for commitment, and we're not talking about the insane asylum, <laughs> you want a mentally, physically, spiritually healthy whole person with whom to have a life commitment, a life partnership, you know, a, a lifetime of love. And, um, you know, the, the thing about lists is people leave off some of the most important things. So on the one hand, I tell people to burn things and bury things too, um, especially when they're trying to get rid of something. Um, but when they're making a list, be very careful that you don't leave off some key attributes that you don't realize because you just assume. I, I have a wonderful story about that. Gosh, it was in the 1980s. And a woman told me a story, a client of mine, that she had um, was was separating from her husband, had a young son, and she was really looking for something different. And she made a list. And she made a list and she assumed certain things. So she just made a list of characteristics. And um, she was in Arizona, I think it was, and she was at a party. And the person of her list walked through the door. The person was a woman. She had forgot to put man on her list. Yep. She ended up formally leaving her husband, formally, you know, leaving her son. She did partner with this woman, spent... I met her, she was had already been with this woman, I think, for several years. And it was the person that she wanted, but she wasn't specific, so it caused a great upheaval in her life in terms of where she'd been, her responsibilities with her child, where she was going next. And, um, you know, so that's it's kind of a funny and sad and interesting example at the same time is be careful of those lists because you, you better be complete if you're going to make a list. 
the thing I a lot of times I'll tell people is, you know, just just say the perfect person for me. And if you want it to be more than temporary, have it be the perfect lifetime partner for me, the perfect life marriage, you know. When you when you ask your friends to introduce you, don't give them a list of, oh, I want this and I want that, and he's got to be six foot four, or she's got to be five foot five, and she's got to weigh this, and he's got to have blue eyes, he's got to have one green eye, you know. Just tell them, introduce me to someone that you think would be perfect for me. And then see what gift the universe brings you. Yeah, that works too. Yeah. But you're right about making the intention real, writing something down and burning it or burying it. It's a way of kind of cementing and commanding, you know, I am serious about what I want. This is what I want to happen. And I'm putting my intention out there. There's a lot of power in that. And it does make a difference too. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You're absolutely right. Well, let's go ahead and help out Laurie in North Carolina. Hello, Laurie. Hi there. Hi, Laurie. Hello. How can Amara help you? Um, actually, I initially called in to say that I really appreciate this show. I was I just happened to fall onto this show, and you guys are talking exactly the language I need to be hearing. <laughs> and Isn't that amazing how that works? I know, I love it, and you hit it right on the spot about fear, you know, and I've been chatting, because I'm angelic hazel eyes, I've been kind of chatting, when you, oh, talk, to, when, uh, you talk to hope, um, that's why I was mess, I was putting my situation in the chat room, hoping she was in there to read it, because I've been there, my best friend and I got involved, and he's going through a rough divorce on the end part of it, and we end up crossing that line and really getting serious but the more we got serious the more he seemed to pull away the more he pulled away the more i felt myself grasping on holding on i'm like well wait a minute what am i doing i end up overreacting and yeah we're not talking right now (laughs) i know and it's okay because he's my best friend and i know i overreacted and i know part of me is ready but then i realized maybe i'm not because i think i need to focus more on me and why I acted that way, and why did I let the fear kick in like that, and my insecurities and so forth. So maybe I'm not going I've been divorced for three years, but been through a lot in my life. I think now, through this whole realization, I have more healing to do. So it's more about... What a gift. You know, how wise and courageous of you to acknowledge your role in this, to have admitted I overreacted and I have some things to learn. And then what a gift that, despite all this that happened there is still a gift that came out of it, which is to get you to reflect on, gee, I overreacted, but I didn't even overreact so much because of what happened here as what came before. And to look at yourself and to peel away those layers and to understand your own patterns and relationships so that you don't repeat them is, you know, a gold star, gold star. It's like, you know, you move yourself so much forward as a soul and as a human, and, and, and you increase the probability so much more to get that ultimate relationship that you're looking for. You know, and I'm still working on, because this is just all recent, this just happened over the weekend, and um, I'm still kind of hurting because he's my best friend, so I kind of feel like I lost both. But then again, my gut tells me he hasn't gone anywhere. 
I know what this is about. This is solitude between both. And just like you were telling her, the separation for a reason, because I need to learn from this. He still has healing and his own stuff to do. I still have my own stuff to do. I'm not in no place in my life right now to be serious with anybody. He threw a curveball at me, and I fell in love with the man, and I wasn't even expecting it to happen. So that just threw me off completely. And I'm like, whoa, wait a minute. I'm still trying to get my own life together. I don't have to, I can't be doing that right now. <laughs> not right yeah. now. Because the reason why I was calling in also was the fact I'm in the, I have not worked since January. And I've been hitting it really, and I realized over the weekend also, all this energy hitting me, these emotions, and the fear part really kicked in. But I realized I only have two weeks left of my unemployment. And I've been looking for work, and I've been trying to get myself up to Asheville, but it's that fear factor that keeps kicking in because I'm a single mom and have my son and my mother to take care of. So um, I was just going to see if you've seen something coming up soon because I've been throwing applications like left and right. Mm-hmm. Well, boy, you, you sure have your plate full between, you know, being a single mom is hard enough, I know. I am one. Um, and then you're taking care of your mom on top of that, and God bless you. Um so and then and then you're trying to focus energy on finding a job. It's how yeah. many how many ways can we stretch you? You know, that's um, how it, I feel. And I have this weird feeling about me. Almost, I know I'm doing the right things, but almost just it's it's overwhelming at times. <laughs> and I'm yeah. trying to stay positive. But remember what we said at the beginning of the show that you keep doing the right thing. Just because it's not happening when you think it should doesn't mean you kind of get off track. So you keep doing the right things. Um, as you've defined them, you keep you keep you know trying. You know, e- even if it feels like you're not making progress, it's like throwing a message out to the universe. Excuse me, hello, I'm doing all the right stuff. I'm submitting applications. I'm trying. Give me a little help here. I'm doing what I can do on a third dimensional plane. I trust that my highest guides and and masters of the light. I trust that my angels. I trust that the universe will provide for me and my son and my mother through gainful employment amen you know so that's what i want you to be affirming every day i trust that i am connected with the perfect job for me and my family um you're feeling very disappointed right now and you're feeling hurt and you know you got no job and then your best friend and you on the outs and and it's like oh so you you are being distracted by this relationship with with your friend um so this this kind of time apart is good in that it will help you refocus where some of the more mundane priorities of life are, the nine-to-five priorities. You've got a, two good weeks coming up, three good weeks coming up here. So um, I, I want to see you taking advantage of these two weeks. I want you to really focus all your energy like a rifle at um, employment and a new job. In the next seven days, there's a possibility you may actually get a new job. The next Two weeks are really phenomenal for you regarding an offer and a job. So I don't want to miss this window. If you want to take a break, you can take a break in four months. You can take a break in twelve weeks. But in the next two weeks, I don't. I want you looking oh, for a job a, since January, and it's now it's time for me to crack the whip and get back yeah. into business. Yeah. That, well, there you go. There you go. So, and look how you got distracted between January and now. Mm-hmm. Because he he needed his friend. <laughs> See, I was but, trying to be the rescuer. Well, so what did the universe do? The universe did you a favor. 
Actually, honestly, I will. He is at a point now where he is much better and standing strong more on his tone two feet and faith and so forth. So, I think. Yeah, but it doesn't matter. The point is, you were sacrificing yourself, your son, yeah. your mother, and your household, right. and a job yeah. to rescue somebody else in some kind of a delusion. So, yeah. you know, you were just, he was your foil, your excuse not to crack the whip on yourself and get a new job and kind of divert yourself for a little bit. And the and the universe is like, we're going to do her a favor. Create an event that causes her, eh, maybe she perceives it as overreacting, but we're going to cause a little bit of a blow up here. So That's she can look. I, know. I see it's exactly what I was going to get at is I had, a, a, I felt I gave, I was given the downtime to do what I needed to do, but then, um, a few months ago, I started like you know I really need to start, and I've been procrastinating because I got too wrapped up with him. So now you the have a got wrapped up. So then I wasn't listening to what I was being guided, and now they're right. pretty much what slapping me in the butt saying. Yep. All right, and you got move. a deadline now. Your your unemployment runs out. So instead right. of saying well, I got six months, I got eight months. Right. Now you right. have a few weeks. So right. obviously you're a person that works better to a deadline. <laughs> and now you have one, and now you have a little time to focus. And, you know, when, when our cup is empty, we can't help anybody else. So you, right. you need to take, and we need to be careful that if we're rescuing somebody, usually it's because we're avoiding something within ourselves. You're right. That's right, and so I have been. I have been. The, the order of the next few weeks is to get a job. Then after we get the job, we can do a little bit more of looking at, well, what is it that I was really hiding that I needed to rescue him. But right now I want you to take advantage of these next two or three weeks. There's there's a possible job offer out there for you. Do right you think now. I've already, I mean, because I'm going to continue applying. Every time I can find something, I'm going to submit my resume. Yes, that's right. You keep doing that. Even if it's somebody you already applied to that calls you next week and says, hey, we got your application. You don't want, like I said, you want to keep putting that message out to the universe. Look, I'm doing everything I can on third dimension. I need your help. I'm putting forth the effort. I'm not procrastinating anymore. It's funny that you say that because I noticed for a while now I haven't got any hits on any job offers whatsoever. But since I really started hitting it really hard, even though they're D.C. or wherever, I'm getting on job offers. And job offers, something that doesn't even apply to me, but yet there's still job offers. And they had stopped. They used to come in all the time, and then now they stopped for a while, and now they're doing it again. I'm like, see, I got the, got the energy flowing. And who did we say to earlier tonight that what you resist persists, what you focus on persists? So, you know, you were focusing elsewhere. Yes, exactly right. And and I, I, I truly know that it's not hard. It's not easy to accept it. Because I don't want this separation. Part of me doesn't want it, and part of me does because I know i got better things to do and I need this separation because we tend to, like you said, focus on other people and avoid our own issues, and that's what I was doing. Because right. I'm, I'm a good listener and I'm a good counselor. People call and talk to me all the time, but then I have issues with my own issues, so that's where, right. yeah. And you know, and you and and your priority as a parent is your child. Yes, exactly. So you, as long once we choose to have these children, we don't get to go off on vacation for six months or three months or in a romance or whatever. We have to remember that of all the people in our life, that child comes first, because we chose them to be here until they're an adult. 
we are responsible for their well-being, their welfare, their education, the roof over their head, you know. Um, you know, so, so you know, let that be your guide right now. My priority is to take care of myself and my family, mm-hmm. you know, and and then I can kind of look at why do I choose the patterns I do. But right. that that will help you, um, you know, stay focused right now. Yeah, exactly. Thank you for my, that reminder. But that's, I, I've been kind of kicking myself in the butt with that, and I've been told I'm well, being... Well, don't kick yourself in the butt anymore. Just move right. the butt. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. Just move right. that, um, that butt right on into a new job. That's it. Don't kick yourself up. That's self-defeating. That's not going to help you. Don't sit here and kick yourself. Just no, get I thought I've been doing it, but someone's been telling me to stop being so hard on myself, and I'm like, okay, I need to hear that because I tend to do that and not realizing I'm doing it. So then today I kept trying to, and I kept flicking that thought out of my head, go away, because I know I'm well, not Well, it's another procrastination technique. First we divert, and then we blame, you know, and both of them are the same. They both keep you from just doing, applying for another five jobs, going and introducing yourself to a company. You know, talking to your friends about and, and or finding a new employment site, whatever it is, it's just another way to kind of stop you from moving forward. Well, I'm actually moving away from Fayetteville and was looking at the Asheville, North Carolina area. I wanted to go to Tennessee before I came here to North Carolina, but I fell in love with Asheville. But now I may have an opportunity. I don't know. I'll find out because something just dropped in my phone about a job possibility in Nashville, Tennessee. So now, I don't know. I just... Well, you know, Nashville's a happening place, a good economy. Asheville is a um, is a kind of hotbed of spiritual connectedness and a lot of new age stuff. It's kind of like the boulder in North Carolina. Yeah. Um, you Energy know, there is amazing. is in your highest good. I like Asheville for you, so that is a good town for you. And then if I ask about Nashville, is it in the highest good? of you to move to Nashville, I get that Nashville is also a good place. So they're both good cities for you. Um, so The I energy that really I felt when I went to Nashville, I just felt a draw back to there. And then when I went to New York, I kept talking, I'm going back to Tennessee. I'm going back to Tennessee. So I went there for work for a week. And then I came here, and a month or so ago I went to Asheville to help a friend out. I didn't want to leave. <laughs> I just didn't want to leave. I didn't want well, to come back. Yeah. Well, they're both good cities for you, so why don't you affirm I live and work in the perfect place for me and my family. As yeah. you apply, as you interview, I live and work in the perfect place for me and my family. Okay. And let us know how it goes. I will do that, and thank you so much. Great show I can take tonight. I'm just That's the main reason why I wanted to call in tonight. Well, good, Laura. Just go ahead, and uh, you can also uh, follow us. And you'll you'll also know too the next time we have Amara on or any of the other guests, and uh, he'll send you out the little email reminders. Okay, I'll do that. Okay, dear, you have yourself a great night, and uh, let us know how everything goes. All right, thank you. Mm-hmm. Bye bye. Bye. Yeah, I know. I you know one thing I I like making people laugh even when I do messages from spirit, um, because you know laughter is such great healing energy. Mm, absolutely. So you know, we take when, ourselves too seriously. We can't heal anything. Yeah. So sometimes when I hear somebody saying, but, and I'm like, you know, there's only two things that but is good for. It's sitting on it and being pinched. <laughs> Perfect. 
That's the only Perfect. two things that's good for. Because if you if you try to use it, but you're limiting yourself. Yeah, absolutely. So you either sit on your butt or you pinch one, and hopefully it's yeah. you know it's somebody who's really cute and you know they don't mind you pinching it. <laughs> absolutely right. Yes, yes. You know, I agree with you. So let's go ahead. We'll bring on. I uh, got a couple of other calls we'll be able to get. Let's bring on Jay from uh, Nevada. Hello, Jay. Hello. How are we doing tonight? Great. How can Amara help you? Um, well, I am calling because um, I made a specific change not too long ago, and uh, I mean this change was really big. And now I am just uh, looking for work, and I just want to see, you know, what type of work will I be doing? Will it, you know, how would it help me out within the next couple of months? So you're looking for a new job, and where did you say you were, Jay? In Nevada. Nevada. Oh, that's a real tough economy. Oh yeah. Although you'd never know it, I, I was there recently for something, and the, the strip was packed. The people were gambling. Tourists from all over the world. It's like the construction industry is dead, but everybody else was there spending money. It's like you'd never know there was a recession based on what was happening in the city. Um, at least in Vegas. When I look at Jay in Nevada looking for a job, I get that there we need to change something because it looks like it looks like there's nothing for you in Nevada right now. Would you consider moving? I would most certainly consider moving back to where I came from. <laughs> okay, because I don't see I kind of feel like there's nothing for you in Nevada and it's a way to get a job is a way to get you out of Nevada as if that's the whole objective. Yes, that is the, that is the absolute objective. And then where where when you say came from, where where are we looking now? Uh New York. Okay, so I thought it was back east there. Yeah. All right. So, can Jay get a job in New York or the New York area? Jay, Jay, Jay get a job. Yes. 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 So we need to be focusing all our energy geographically on getting a new job back east, getting out of Nevada. I wouldn't even bother wasting any time looking for a job in Nevada. And this is all about getting you out of there and getting you back in New York. Okay. So that's that's where, that's where you need to direct your effort. Yeah, the, um, the job that I've interviewed for twice, um, it's uh, – it's part time and it's uh it's transferable and it's really easy for me to transfer after six months and you know I was really thinking that this would be the job to call me, um, but for some reason I wasn't feeling that it would call me today. I kind of feel like the twenty seven, twenty eight, and maybe they'll hire me, but um you know I wasn't certain, so that's why I just wanted to get a second opinion. Yeah, I mean, if you can work in New York, or this job will allow you to transfer to New York. I think it could be good for you. I don't see you staying in Nevada as something that's good for you or something that will pay off for you. So I don't have a problem with it if it's a job that offers you the ability to, to switch or transfer or change or work from New York or back east. Um, and and it, if, it, if it allows all of that, it certainly gives you a higher probability um, you know, of without the title of the job and the name of the company, it's a little hard for me to really pin down because what I, what I see here is, yeah, there's potential, but, again, I keep getting, he's supposed to get the hell out of Dodge. <laughs> and that's, that's my mindset. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Well, it's a, it's a supervisor position. Um, 
for UPS. Oh, okay. Supervisor so for it's, UPS. So it's national, you know. Supervisor for UPS. Well, UPS likes you. So, you know, you do have a good chance of getting an offer for this job. Um, so, I mean, I like the I like UPS for you. Um, the probability of you getting an offer from UPS is very high. Um, but at the same time, if this job won't let you transfer, the universe may block it. I'm I'm sorry, I did not understand the last part. This the job probability what? of getting a job with UPS is high, but if this particular job is one that would keep you in Nevada too long, the universe may block it. Okay. That's totally understandable. So, so remember that if you don't get this job, it's not because UPS doesn't like you. It's because the universe is trying to get you out of Nevada faster than later. <laughs> Perfect. He's laughing. He's like, yeah, I know why that is. Because <laughs> <laughs> the base oh, wow. of your energy, Jay, is you have winning energy all over you. Um, and you're disappointed. You're hurt. And that disappointment and that hurt is blocking you. So you have what you need to get a job. You have a possible new offer within 7 to 14 days. But I think it's all about not staying where you are and getting out of where you are. And it's about putting aside the hurt and betrayal and letdown and disappointment you feel so that that doesn't block or um, obstruct your abundance and prosperity energy. Okay. And Does that you make sense that, to you? It, it makes perfect sense. I understand that. Yeah. Okay. Well, I thank you so much for answering my question. Thank you. So just pull those knives out of your back and then laugh all the way to the back. <laughs> I'll do that. Okay. Have a good night, Jay. Thank you. You too. Bye. Take care. So how can everyone get a hold of you again for a private reading? I can be called at 3 3-575-1100, and I'd be happy to schedule a reading with folks out there. I will be donating 10% of any private consultation to the church, to Michael's church, and also I will give the listener 10% off their reading as well. And um, you can do as little as you want. I have no pre-fixed agenda that you have to follow. If somebody wants to do an hour, fine. An hour and a half, fine. If you want to sample me for 15 minutes, fine. If you book an hour and we're done at 58 minutes, you only pay for 58 minutes. If you want to do 23 minutes, that's cool. You know, you need what you need when you need it, and you need as much or as little as you need. It's not to me to determine or dictate or give you a format you have to follow. I don't like when people do that to me. I don't do that to others. So you can call me at 303-575-1100. You can email me imara at thewisdomlight.com, and I'll return the the email or you can give me three options for times and appointments that work for you and we'll get something going and get into a lot more depth and a lot more detail than we can do in this format as fun as it is. Yeah, that's what I tell everyone too. It's uh, mostly just to give you a brief, you know, brief reading uh, to help give you the confidence that you need um, to go ahead and, and uh, continue on with things and, you know, to go ahead and, and get a hold of uh, people like yourself for a uh, more in-depth private reading because when you do the one-on-one -on -one readings, that's more information you can get. Oh, yeah. I mean, like everybody we've talked to and I have these big issues going on, I mean major issues going on that have a lot of layers to them about relationship and rescuing somebody and procrastinating, you know, taking care of their own family and their own job or, you know, or, you know, looking for a new job but needing to relocate and needing to heal wounds in order that that new job isn't obstructed. So there are a lot of 
lot of deep issues that, you know, that have come up tonight. And as you said, you know, we can do a snippet into the direction they can follow, uh, give them something to resonate to, to be inspired by. Um, but with that many layers, yeah, we there's an opportunity to get into some real detail privately. Oh, well, let's go ahead. I think we got time. We'll grab one more call here. Let's get a hold of Beth in Virginia. Hello, Beth. Hi. Um, Hi, Beth. Hi. Thanks for taking one more call. I just feel kind of stalled right now. I'm a healer. I have Reiki, several different modalities of healing, and I just feel like there's a stall. I I I, I can't seem to. Wait, Beth, when you say a stall, that implies that you were moving and suddenly everything kind of dried up or stopped? Yeah, and I just don't know what it is. I I, I don't know if I should be, somebody should open a healing center here or work with somebody or... So your private practice clients have kind of slowed down. Oh, no, I have never been in private practice. I've never started out, and I do Reiki So the, what do you mean like by that. I've stalled? I don't, when you say you've stalled, it implies that I was moving merrily along and then something kind of petered out. It sounds to me like you've never really gotten off the ground. Yeah, that's exactly what happened. <laughs> so what are we waiting for? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Well, okay. All right, I'm going to ask you this question, Beth. Yeah. Take a deep breath. Close your eyes and relax. What is the worst thing that will happen to you if you truly come out of the closet and start a professional practice? Nothing. That's right. <laughs> the only thing is my husband really doesn't. Uh, oh, he's not oh, really supportive of it. The only thing is my husband. That's not a little thing. Yeah. Yeah. So nothing. Well, kind of. I'm not really being honest. The only thing is my husband. In other words, I'm going to ask you this again, and I want to an- I want you to answer me honestly. What is the worst thing that can happen if I go professional in the healing field? I don't know. I, I kind of feel like I'm still closeted about it. Yeah, I know you are. And And you're worried about the effect it will have on your marriage. Yeah. You know. So, in the one way, nothing really will happen because when you're walking your truth, all doors open for you. Yeah. And your husband didn't marry you because you're Mr. Spock. You know, he may be a skeptic on the surface, but he he's drawn to your energy and your healing energy for another reason. Oh, so, I know. Yeah. I mean, we we yeah, we we've known each other in previous lives. So so my point to you is, you know, first work on the relationship because when when you you say, Well, I don't know, it's stalled, it's just stalled it doesn't stall by accident. You don't fail to take flight by accident. You fail to take flight because you don't get in the plane or you don't start the engine. And yeah. there's a reason you don't start the engine and you don't get in the plane. It's called fear of flying. Yeah. So so you know, Right away, you're like, you know, you know, my husband, and you know, you're afraid of what other people will think and how and how it might affect your marriage. 
that's what you have to come to terms with before you can heal anybody else. No, I know. I know that. I mean, I feel comfortable in my... I mean, I've healed my kids. I've healed friends. But, 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 we're not talking about you healing your kids and your friends. We're talking about you putting out a shingle and being public, being out of the closet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I, I always tell people when people ask me about my life story and how did you kind of do what you did and did you grow up wanting to be a psychic? No, I didn't. <laughs> um, I was born that way, but no, I didn't grow up. I, I always liken it to coming out of the closet. I said, yeah, I was forced out of the closet to look at me. And I go, ah, I was, because it's, just, it, it's the same thing. You know, you're hiding your truth of who you are and walking who you are in the world publicly, professionally, is very different than doing readings for your friends and little healings for your family you know, and and you knew right away what it was that's kind of holding you back, what you're afraid of, what repercussions might happen. When you can be honest with yourself and not go back with, well, no, I'm not afraid. I work with my friends. Oh, but, yeah, I'm kind of, you know, my husband. Oh, well, I'm not really out of the closet. Oh, but I've been doing healing for years. You have to get consistent and strong in your knowing, not your belief that what you do is valued, your knowingness. Do you understand the difference? Yeah. You cannot believe in what you do. You must know. People say, well, do you believe in this? I go, no. I know it. I don't believe it. I know it. It's my it's my truth, my reality. This is yeah. what I do. This is who I am. This is what I see, what I experience. You must know it, not believe it. When you know it, others will have confidence in you as well. And you also must know that you were put in your family for a reason. And if that reason is to open their mind to alternatives, to conquer their fear of what other people will think, well, then that's the path you chose. No, I know that for sure. And if you deny who you are, you also deny your husband and your family the opportunity to grow as well. Yeah, that's true. So you may be underestimating your husband, or maybe not. But the, the point is, the two of you need to have a heart-to-heart about you talking about what your dreams are, what your aspirations are, and what you'd like to do. And how you genuinely are concerned for his point of view about it and how he feels about it and would he support you or would he not. But, I mean, to talk about it, to get into connection with each other about it is going to be really important here. Yeah. Because I'm just like, uh, it, it's, it's a fear with it. And and if you don't feel supported by him, you're not yeah. going to do it. You know, if yeah. you think it's going to jeopardize your marriage, you're not going to do it. Yeah, that's the problem. But you're going to keep calling people like me and go, why am I stalled? So we know why you're stalled. We just, we need to either determine, you know what, I'm going to work on this and I'm going to come to some kind of a mutual alignment with my husband where what I want to do works for both of us, and we find some happy middle, medium, common ground. Or I might have a decision to make about how do I pursue this or not. Yeah, no. But you're not really stalled. You're just kind of waiting for something to happen, and that's that's kind of free will. That's choice. Okay. Got it. Yeah. So the good news is nothing's stalling you, nothing's blocking you, but your own hesitancy. 
your own choices. So if once you acknowledge that the power is within me and I have the choice to take action, and that taking action first is really, you know, opening your heart to your husband mm-hmm. and trying to come to some agreement, that's that's the first step towards moving forward. One way or another, you'll be moving forward. Yeah, I know. And it just doesn't, it doesn't, I don't know, it just doesn't feel right or I, I, I don't know. I feel like my whole life's kind of up in the air right now. Well, of course it is because you're not living your truth. So you're you're in a holding pattern, but you're out in a holding pattern on the ground. I mean, you know, you're in a holding pattern. You you want to do something, but you feel like it will affect other people in a way that will also affect you in a way you don't want. So you feel like that if you do what you want to do, you're going to have negative consequences. Yeah. But you still want to do it, and that's what has to be reconciled. And we, you know, you're you're. Of course, you feel like you're up in the air. You're neither yeah. here nor there. Yeah. And I also have a twin soul, and I'm concerned about the twin soul stuff and all that other stuff, and it's just creating a lot of... See what I mean about what did we say, Michael, two minutes ago? The people that are calling and I have these really deep multi-layers. It's a multi-level yep. one, too. Yes, That's the twin okay, soul, though. and my, I know my twin soul is not that spiritual, and I'm... Uh, I don't know, maybe my twin soul could move into more spirituality. I, I don't know. It just I know like... Michael's getting short on time, so call me if you want. But here's what I want to leave you with, all right? What yeah. I want to leave you with is this question I want you to go to sleep wondering. Why do I attract people in my life that aren't as aware spiritually as I think I am? Yeah. Okay, that's your question for the night. Well, to That's help what, them learn and grow. I know, no, I don't want you answering on the phone in 30 seconds. You cannot. I want you to really say, why am I retracting people that are not as spiritual as I think I am and that, quote, hold me back from living publicly in the world the way I believe? Well, I'm not thinking I'm spiritual and being smug about the whole thing. I mean, no, I'm just like... No, I'm not like, saying you're being smug, but you did say, well, he's not very spiritual. So I want you in your to use your own words to ask yourself a question. Yeah. And just meditate on that. Meditate on what the payoff is for you to surround yourself or attract those people. If yeah, that's your I mean... perception of them, okay? It's my perception of them, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I yeah, want you to, what, what's the payoff for me? Why do I keep doing my husband, my twin soul, you know, what, what, where I live? What's my payoff? What do I get out of attracting that? Yet I say I want to live in a much different way. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's just it's just difficult. I mean, I'm I've got, you know, I'm afraid I'll put off my twin soul if I start being. Oh, more... okay, okay, all right. You know, it's difficult for the piece of carbon coal to turn into a diamond. Yeah. But once it does, it's well worth the path. It's difficult for a caterpillar to crawl off the ground, 
hibernate in a cocoon and transform itself into an entirely different being that flies. But it's well worth the effort. Yeah, that's true. And I've just got to do it. I've got to do some, I've, I've got to get some, I mean, can you see any sort of business or should I be going into business with somebody else? Or you haven't you... heard a word I've said if you ask me that question. Re-listen to the archives, dear. I mean, re- just start my whole business from scratch? You'd be surprised how quickly everything can change for you. <sighs> I guess so. Re-listen re- to the show again in archives and um, and really listen. Because right now your mind's going in a million and one different directions. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yep. So just re-listen to the archives again on what Amara's been telling you and put that into, you know, write down what she was telling you to write down and go ahead and do that. And then listen to what she uh, what she was telling you and all, and it'll all make sense to you. Okay, I will. Bless your okay. heart. And let us know how everything goes for you, okay? Okay, yeah. It just seems like this giant mountain I have to climb, and every time I start up the mountain, it's just like, I don't know. <laughs> Lots of lessons along the way. I started the radio show three years ago as just a way to promote myself. Now look at me. Uh-huh. Took the leap of faith and didn't let anyone stop me. Yeah. And, you know, you never know what uh, what life has in store for you. You just have to open up the doors and believe and say, well, you know, if uh, it upsets you because of what I'm doing following my path, then evidently you're not in my path. You don't have to be in my life right now at this moment, but this is where I need to be at. Yeah. But it, w- it will all make sense to you. I certainly hope so. Have to have faith. Yeah. Yeah, right now I've just I've just been really down about trying to get started or where to get started or anything like that. Just put it out to the universe and it'll they'll help you to do that. Michael's right. Listen to the archives. Yep. We've we've given you some specifics about how to get started, but you're not hearing it. Yeah. So give yourself some time. Give yourself a few days. Take a hot bath and Epsom salt, and then listen to the archives. Okay. You're right, Michael. That's a great idea. Brilliant. Okay, dear. Well, let us know how everything okay. goes, Beth, okay? Okay, thanks. You're welcome. Bye. Bye-bye. Oh, Mara, it has been another phenomenal show with you. Wow. Well, thank you so much. I, I love being with you. I loved our discussion earlier. And, you know, you see this theme tonight. It was intense. And um, a lot of layers. And I, I kept getting this recurring theme about faith and I think a lot of it has to do with the uh, collective energy with what happened on Friday and yep. you know things that are on people's mind and and what the universe is trying to trying to teach us right now. So, thank you for the opportunity to share and uh to help and to be here with you. And well, again, I look forward to having you on here again. People, I want you to help me support Michael if you call me privately 10% of what you pay for your reading will be donated back to Michael's church to keep him on the air and you will also get 10% on top of that off so uh, let's keep the show on the air let's help Michael and thank him for what he is providing here for all of us well thank you dear and how can everyone reach you real quick call me at 303-575-1100 or email me imara at thewisdomlight.com 
Well, thank you so much, dear, and I look forward to having you on the show again real soon. Me too. Bless you, Michael. Blessings. Don't forget, everyone, visit our website, BeTheLightMetaphysicalCenter.com, and click on Donate. Every little, every little bit truly does help keep us on the air. So until tomorrow night, everyone, have fun, be good, and know that you are loved, because God loves you, and so do I. Good night, everyone.